RPG Academy presents... Fifth edition actual play. Starring Michael as Arami Mott, Scott as Dane Seaborn, and Matthew as Cassandra Ziegengeist. Featuring Caleb, your game master. This actual play is supported by BattleBards.com. Okay, so it is a few hours later. It is just past dusk going into early evening. Dane had left to take Tilly back to the homestead. And uh, that was kind of where we left it. So what's happening right now? Dane is uh, very delicately encouraging his uh, rather pregnant fiance to continue her generous waddle toward her parents' house. Uh, are you going to take Tilly all the way back to the uh, Copper Feet mansion? I, I thought I'd leave my pregnant fiance in the middle of a town besieged by Ithalus. <laughs> That that seems like a perfect plan. No, I'll, I'll I'll walk her all the way home, and in fact, I may even uh, lock her in the uh, lock her in too. What that seems generous. Okay, so by the time you get Tilly back home, that's what has taken us to early evening. Uh, and in in that time frame, what was Cassander doing? Well, Cassander uh, would probably have uh, asked Shrike to uh, uh, scout around and look for these ships that he was told about. And then he would probably find some sort of middle ground between the temple, the coast, and Tilly's dwelling to be like uh, a place where he's going to easily meet up with uh, Dane. I I think we'd we'd already established that we were going to meet up by that old tree around the something where we something somethinged. Cassander can definitely send Shrike off. So yeah, Shrike can identify that there are ships on the horizon, but she doesn't really know anything about ships to convey any information to you. Uh, And they are truly on the horizon, which means they're pretty far out. So they would be outside of her flight range to get to them and come back to report to you or something like that. Yes. As to heading into town, basically the area you're describing is let's say, the center of town. Uh, in, in the Reforged Isles, in this village, the town itself is kind of built between the docks and the temple, so where you're talking about heading off to that middle area is really just the middle of town. Okay. And then, Michael, what is Army doing over these last few hours of the day? So Army would understand that there's something happening. I mean, it sounds like this is like a military issue that they're recalling all the firebrands. I'm also worried now that all of my sisters, you know, save Tilly is a firebrand. They're going to be in danger. 
but I also know ships. I know the sea. I know the ship on the horizon is is hours out. Uh, so I would basically clean up from the party. I would put away all of the you know chairs, tables, all that kind of good stuff. Get get it all cleaned out, and then I would make my way down to the uh, weaponsmith and see if my uh, hammer has been completed. Uh, assuming that it has, I would then don the breastplate that I was gifted by Cassander and Dane. And then I would go off and look for Cassander and Dane and try to encourage them to help me save or help me help my family so that they don't get hurt in whatever's about to happen. Okay, so when Arami shows up at the weaponsmith, the hammer is in fact just being finished. Uh, this was a standard Warhammer that you picked up. You liked the balance, you liked the shape, but you gave the weaponsmith some specific requests and instructions. You paid for them, and he hands you the weapon. It is exactly what you described. Uh, the face of Invars on one side and Kovars on the other. And when he hands you the hammer, you pick it up, you heft it, you're experiencing the balance of it you like it you it feels very very comfortable almost like you've used it before you just have that natural swing with it it feels really good and you look at it and you notice that the faces of both invar and cover are actually glowing a little bit i would give the uh the, the weapon smith sort of a a a look of appreciation because i i would assume that that is something they have done and as soon as you look down at it again, it has stopped glowing. Perhaps it was a play of the light. Uh, I will thank the the master for his work, and I will actually drop the sh uh, shaft down into the same loop I had on my belt for my cudgel, and then I will go off to find Dane and Cassander. So as this is all wrapping up, it is, like I said, uh, early evening, just past dusk, and the three of you find yourselves in roughly the middle of town, there is not a sense of alarm like a fight is about to happen. But there is definitely a sense of something bad is going to happen. So no one's panicking, no one's running and screaming, but there's that weight in the air where everyone's speaking in very hushed tones, they're moving from building to building very quickly. Doors are shut. Windows are closed. There's a sense of tension on the reforged aisles. And in fact, as the three of you are meeting, the town is, is almost empty. It's like it's the middle of the night and everyone's asleep, but that's clearly not the case. This is a very unusual circumstance for Dane. Be around silence and lack of people. Makes him uncomfortable and twitchy. I'm just, um, probably I've recalled Shrike and I'm eager to make some moves towards these, this action that's eminent, be it just, uh, staring off into the ocean or actually doing something. Okay. So with the three of you coming together, do you want to make a plan of action, start investigating what's happening as you guys come together here? Army, you look awesome. Look at that breastplate. That looks great. Dane, can you believe that we got our measurements spot on? What can I say? I sized her up the moment I met her. Army will actually blush a little at that. <laughs> Dane looks at you quizzically like, that was not a 
comp okay whatever <laughs> oh yay and i i doubly smile like yes free social credit so do either of you know what's happening all we know is those ithlics don't sound too keen do you know what an ithlic is i've never heard that word before i assume they're those tall wormy creepy things that we killed in that burned up ship could i make a check to see if i know exactly what they are sure go ahead i got a 20 not natural you have never heard that name mentioned before in any history book. You have not seen any sort of animal remains that seem to connect with the beast you fought before. You are completely in the dark about what this thing is. Well, they don't sound good, am I right? Looking to my companions. I nod solemnly. And whatever it does that it doesn't sound good... That means that we probably need to defend our homeland against it, kill it, take its treasure, and seduce its mermaids. Let's go. How's Tilly feeling about you seducing mermaids since we're on the t- subject? You know, are, are you going to make start making a big deal about it just because my fiancé's pregnant? I mean, the, the, right, it's, 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 look at the mermaids. <laughs> Don't marry the mermaids and thus divorce your normal dwarven wife, right? Those are the rules. Army will give you each a sharp nod, as if that made complete sense to her. <laughs> and then we will start walking towards the temple, because that is where everyone is rallying, and any defensive uh, you know, decisions, whatever, would be decided there. So basically, that's where the action's going to be. I suggest we, we stay a little on the outskirts of the temple. Uh, last time we were here, that uh, Chimere gave me a few pieces of her mind and uh i think she'd be rather terse to see me again disappointed and don't let her see you yeah be sneaky all right all right so you guys are heading back towards the temple normally the path to the temple is well lit and well traveled but just like the rest of the town it is completely abandoned at this point Night is falling. It's not totally dark, but it is way darker because there's no lights from houses. And as you get closer to the temple, you realize that the typical light that emanates from the temple because all the doors are thrown open and the braziers are lit and the torches are lit, that's not even there. And as you get a little bit closer, you see that the temple is completely locked down. The main doors are shut. All the windows are covered. Army, you would know that the regular doors and windows all have those big bars that come across, like you've seen in every medieval genre movie ever, to hold them shut. You know that all of the doors and windows on the inside have those little brackets that the the big piece of wood fits down in to hold everything closed. Everything is locked up. There are a few temple guards milling about the outside they are all very aware and sharp-eyed but there's not a whole big crowd of them there's more than there would normally be but there's not an amassing of them like they're getting ready for an imminent fight as you guys walk up a couple of them take notice of you but they don't immediately move to stop you they continue walking about the temple as if they're patrolling it and keeping an eye on things. 
Uh, that, that, that seems to call for an insight check. Because they're walking about like they're protecting it? I want to know what they're really yeah, fucking Yeah, that's doing. what I was about to say. Nice. I got, uh, 13. Well, it seems to you that if there was a big problem, the firebrands and the guards would be amassed where that problem is going to occur. And it might, in fact, not be on the hillside where the temple is, but by the sea where these ships are coming from. Hmm. However, it is still odd to you that the temple is locked down as securely as it is. I, uh, I want to sneak up and check on the children. Okay. Do you want to try to enter the temple or sneak around to the window that you've used a couple times? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty familiar with that window. I just want to sneak up to that window and uh, at least uh, cup my ear to it and see if I can hear the fact that children are in there and still alive and okay. And if not, then at least pry open a door enough to peek through. I'm pretty familiar with both the windows and the ceiling, and I will take whichever avenue affords me the best concealment. All right, let's have a uh, stealth check to get past the guards to the back where that window is that you've fallen out of and climbed back in several times. Uh, apparently I'm doing it with all the stealth of someone who desperately likes attention. I got a 12. Wait, 15. 9 plus 6 is 15. I can add. Well, you successfully make a wide path around the temple through the forest. You get back to the window you look left and right. There's no guards in sight. You walk up to the window, and it is closed and barred. Well, you don't see the bars, but it's closed solidly. And if you push on it a little bit, it doesn't give to open. I tap on it. Does anybody tap back? They're kids. If I go, they'll be like... Yes, that exactly happens. Okay. And then I, I whisper in a real loud stage whisper so I can hear through the door. Hi, kids. It's it's your Uncle Dane. Hope you're good in there. I'll be back to entertain you later. And then I uh, run back and tell my friends that the kids aren't being sacrificed to the dark, um, uh, we'll say, the, the dark anti-fish people gods that are holding the real mermaids hostage. Now, now I think we should go down to the shore and fight those Itliks that are apparently aliens in the forms of ships. Just as Dane is getting back to Cassander and Arami, three of the guards run over, and they're actually paying attention to you now. Hey, hey, what are you guys doing here? You're not allowed on temple grounds right now. Oh, 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 all right. We, we were just leaving. We, we were looking for a good time. Apparently not a good time to be had here. Yeah, yeah, we were just, uh, we were just uh, on our way home to uh, our homes. Yep. We're definitely going home. We're definitely not up to no good. These are just regular temple guards. They are not the firebrands. They will still puff up a little bit and snap at you. All right, that's that's fine. But as I'm sure you've heard, uh, there is a general sense of warning here on the island. So everyone needs to be back home immediately uh, so that the firebrands can take care of the problem. Will do, Your Honor. We're going to go down to the beach. That's where That's our, where our home is. Yep. We, we, we drag yeah. <laughs> Army the terrible liar yeah, off. I just kind of grab Army kind of around the face and we just walk away. 
See, see, we we live in the sand. We we built a sandcastle. It's it's a terrible way to live, but it's it's good when we don't have money. Okay, bye. <laughs> have fun. Bye. As you guys leave the area of the temple, the guards do not follow you, but they definitely stand there watching until you are a distance away. Yeah, a lot of people watch me leave. It's because they like what they see. Why? Why do you think they have the temple locked up? That seemed very strange. Maybe they uh, don't want anybody praying for their lives for some reason. But if there's a battle and there's injuries, usually that's where we would go. Maybe they're expecting no injuries. Do the horrible Ithlic ship monsters only eat dwarves? They, they, they don't leave any injured? That must be it. Right, Professor? I know nothing about these creatures. We, we established this, Dane. I know I, I said it so you didn't hear me, but... I'm saying it again. I know nothing about these creatures. Right. See, Professor believes me. I think we should uh, we, sh- we should be wary of any any uh, ship-sized things that will eat us. I pull up my backpack over my head to give me better eating protection. Make me a little wider. Okay, so where are you guys taking these shenanigans? Are you going straight to the beach? Are you going somewhere else in town? Shrike noted some ships way off, right? I mean, they were way off three hours ago. They're probably visible from the shore for, for everyone now. Do, do, are we thinking they're headed toward the place where they headed before? Or are they headed right in the middle of the town? I guess we passed through town. Yeah. I, I took Tilly through town. Was there a huge massing of, of the city watch and the special religious honor guard uh, in the middle of the bay? No? Earlier when you were escorting Tilly home, you did not see any large gathering of the firebrands or the general population. Yeah, so I, I say we, we go back to that, that beach where we found the one ship. Where, where we found one of these horrible monsters, there will be more. Except for that infinite cave of madness, which we never mentioned again and didn't dare visit. I try not to think about that. Me too. Me three. Okay, so you guys want to go back to the beach where you fought the creature two days ago? Yes. Okay, so you guys are in the middle of town. The temple is to the north. The main docks where Army used to work are to the east. And the beach you were on is on the far side of the island to the west. So you guys are basically going back through town, through the jungle, to this small beach. Before we do that, though, just just in case we're once again going to the wrong place, let's at least like you know look towards the docks. To see if there's an amassed firebrand. We, we, we have a bird who could go. We're going to send Shrike towards the docks to see if that's where the firebrands are at before we go all the way across the island to a beach to have a picnic in case we're the only ones there. Or at least we're going to start marching the one way and Shrike will start flying the other way. He'll figure out pretty quick if we need to go that way or not. We'll only lose 20 minutes of marching and we could use a good walk. I've been drinking too much beer lately. Exactly. Okay, so you guys start heading off towards the the beach on the far side of the island, but you're still walking through town. It's not like it's right around the corner. Cassander sends Shrike off. After about 10 or 15 minutes of walking, Shrike returns. She lands on your shoulder, and she conveys a sense of heightened danger and tension. She can't really tell you what's happening but she definitely can tell you that there is a sense of a problem 
around the docks. I will turn to my friends and say, um, through my animal communication spell, I have conveyed information from Shrike that there is a bunch of people at the docks and uh, not much going on that she can tell. So do we want to stay here or do we want to check that out? Dane uh, sullies up his courage and he says, yes, we should head to the docks. Okay, so you guys uh, stop and turn around. You head back through the town towards the docks. As you get there, it is just as dark as the rest of the town. There are no lights. There's no torches burning. You are used to seeing night on the Reforged Isle. You you guys all have very good night vision, let alone whatever dark vision you possess racially. But you all have a sense of what the ocean looks like at night. It's very choppy, which is very strange. There's a lot of waves. You can hear the waves pounding against the statues that form the actual Warhammer Bay. There's no storm brewing. There's no wind. So these waves seem very, very out of place. As you're looking at the docks and the warehouses that surround the docks, you do not immediately see any other dwarves, any other people, any other beings milling around. What you do see is that most of the warehouses have some sort of barricade or pile of items in front of the main doors. And Dane, you actually notice that on the rooftops of a couple of the warehouses, there are some odd shapes that are not there normally. You're not sure what they are, but there's an odd pile of something that seems out of place. I point them out to my expert friend who was once employed down by these docks. What, what, what do those shapes look like to you? Were they rags? Army will look at them thoughtfully and try to discern what they are. You've never seen weird things on top of the roof before. However, being a dock worker, it seems like they could just be a pile of boxes or supplies at pretty regular intervals along the rooftop edge. Hey, Cassander, since you can speak telepathically with your bird, why don't you send Trike up there? <laughs> Actually, Army, that's a common misconception. You see, I can understand her through a communication spell that my druidic class allows me to do, but I can speak to her with my mouth. Oh, oh, sorry. What? Uh, I, I sloughed off. The professor must have been talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, uh, why don't I just sneak up one of these roofs and figure it out? Because there's one thing I like doing, it's climbing to a roof. While you do that, I'm going to walk to the furthest point of the dock that's the farthest into the ocean and just stand there and look out into the waves. And I'm also going to send Shrike to um, kind of head up there and kind of meet Dane, even though he's going to get up there way after she does. Okay, so Dane is climbing one of these buildings to inspect what's on the roof. Army is walking out on one of the docks itself towards the ocean. Correct. And Cassander is sending Shrike up towards the roof and just standing there waiting? No, no, he is going to um, kind of 
try to figure out what's going on from the assembled mass. Okay, cool. Well, let's start with Dane. Uh, you are going to be climbing one of these buildings. Uh, it's nighttime. This sounds like a great opportunity for an acrobatics check. I got 16. Are you wanting to try to climb stealthily? Since there doesn't seem to be anything about, hell no. It, this is town. I'm allowed to climb on the buildings. I, I do it fair amount. Okay. Uh, that's not a problem. You can climb the building very easily and successfully. You get to the roof of one of these warehouses. These are big, long, rectangular buildings. No more than two or three stories high. Some are shorter, some are taller. But they all have a completely flat roof. So you're walking on top of the roof, uh, the top of this building. As you get closer to the edge that is facing the ocean, you see that these odd shapes that you're looking at are actually, at first glance, piles of blankets. I smell them. Are they oily incendiary blankets? Do they have little ripules of air above them? Are they clearly going to burn this entire dock when the uh, horrible mermaid captors come? As you get closer to one of these piles of blankets or cloth to inspect it, you suddenly feel a hand grab your ankle. And uh, you realize that there is a dwarf under this blanket. I go, ah, zombies! The hand grabs you very strongly, and you hear a voice whispering, Stop moving! Get down! They'll see you! I say, who will see me? And I stop moving. And I say, stop moving it, get down her contradictory instructions. And with that, we'll cut over to Arami, who is walking down one of the docks towards the ocean. Uh, you are just looking out into the ocean to see what's going on. Yeah, I, I'm not even necessarily like looking for ships or looking for danger as much as I'm just sort of enjoying the moment, you know, the wind coming off, the waves... I mean, I'm not like completely, you know, not paying any attention, but that's, I'm not, you know, it's like I'm, I'm kind of just in that moment. Uh, but if there's something there, I'm going to react to it. Okay, so the ocean is a very choppy. You can hear the waves crashing, but like I said before, there's no storm. There's no wind. You've been on the docks long enough to know that this just doesn't feel right. There, there's something wrong. You've just got that sense of, I don't want to say impending doom, but you know something's about to happen, and you're just not sure what's going on. As you get out along this dock, the the ocean is on either side of you, and you actually hear a little bit of calm at this point. So as you get further out the ocean actually calms down and you notice a little bit of silence. That's That grabs your attention right there. That seems pretty strange to you with everything that's going on, so you actually turn to look back. And as you're turning to look back, you see a massive shape rise out of the ocean, now in between you and the island. So... You walked out a ways on this dock. Behind you, 
now between you and the island proper, you see this big shadowy shape rising up out of the waves. Huh. As you stand there, kind of just puzzling over what this is. Why do I smell urine? (laughs) I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Does that include my proficiency bonus? Are you trained in dexterity saving throws? No, I am not. Uh, So that will be a 13 total. Okay, so Aramis is standing there. You see this shape. Almost simultaneously, you feel a weird warmth from your waist. And you realize that your hammer is actually glowing brightly. And as you realize that, something instinctually tells you to step back. As you take that step backwards, something slams into the dock exactly where you were standing a moment ago. You feel it brush past your face. Uh, This is a hair's breadth away from you, but you are completely fine. And as soon as you step backwards and realize you are out of danger, your hammer stops glowing. So I would um, go ahead and pull it free. So I'm actually holding it uh, in both hands. And uh, I would, with my left hand turning the, the, the shaft, let me get descriptive here, uh, with my right hand being held loosely. So it's basically spinning so that the hammerhead with Kovar and then the hammerhead with Invar just sort of like going backwards and forwards. forward. you know, just like one, then the other, one, then the other, one, the other. Uh, just trying to feel where it feels best in my hands. And then I'm just trying to figure out what I am seeing. Is Like, is it something that's invisible, like Predator style, so I can kind of see the outlines? Is it a shadow monster? Like, what is it that I'm seeing or not seeing? Well, what is immediately in front of you appears to be a tentacle that is at least as thick around as you are tall. And now let's go back over to Cassander. Yes, sir. So, Cassander, you sent Shrike off towards the rooftop, and then you started poking around the warehouses at ground level, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Let's go with investigation. Give me a check. That is a 16. Cool. So you are drawn immediately to the barricades that were piled in front of the warehouse doors. Okay. Uh, You're looking at these barricades, and and you can see that it's nothing but boxes, barrels, pieces of wood. It it looks like the, the barricades were just put together with whatever scrap could be found. And you see that in some areas, the barricade looks a little bit incomplete. Okay. And you look over at another warehouse and you see the same thing. And then you look at a third warehouse and you realize that that barricade is a lot more complete and secure. Hmm. I would like to uh, change shape into... (laughs) Uh, maybe a, um, 
Oh, a, a nice uh, sailing rat and uh, sneak into one of these warehouses. Maybe the one that has the barricade actually completed, if there's a way in. Oh, there absolutely is for for a rat. Okay. Do I have to, I have to make a check to change, right? No, you don't, because you're a competent druid and you know how to use your magic. Excellent. Oh, well. <laughs> know how to use my magic, let's not say that, but okay. We'll say um, I'm a competent paleontologist who may or may not know how to change shapes. Okay. Anyway, I'll change shapes into a rat and I will scamper over into the uh, the warehouse that is completely barricaded. Okay, so you you shift down into this this small little rat. Your senses immediately become sharper in the night. You can smell the ocean. You can immediately smell a whole bunch of dwarves. Massive group of people. You can also smell a weird, sickly kind of rotting odor. You're not sure where it's coming from, but it's a really weird smell, and you've never smelled it before. Okay, I'm glad you said that, because I was about to say, does this smell familiar? You make your way around the base of this warehouse, and you find a little bit of a loose board, and you can squirm your rat body through it, no problem. As soon as you get inside, you see... A dozen firebrands. They are waiting with full armor, weapons bared. They look like they're about to attack somebody. You wander through the warehouse a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. into the shadows. And you see that there's another 20 or so of the regular temple guard. They've got weapons... They've got backup ammunition. They've got supplies. You see medical equipment. They all are hunched over. They're trying to be very quiet, but a few of them are are whispering in frightened, hushed tones. And two of them you hear talking. Uh, One of them says, do you think this is going to work? Do you think that they'll go for the trap? And the other one says, well, it has to work. We have to protect the product. We've worked too hard for it. And then you hear them continue to talk a little bit about the upcoming fight, and then someone else shushes them so, so they get very quiet. Is there a way for me to get into one of these boxes and figure out what they're talking about in terms of product? Yeah, absolutely. There are a ton of cases and boxes and crates all over the place. Is there a specific one you want to go for or just whatever's closest? I think I want to go for maybe one of those. Is there one? Is there a box that had one of those weird symbols on it close by? Weird symbol from what? From when we were in that shipwreck two days ago. Ah, okay. The symbol you saw on the longboat you took. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Ooh. So you can root around a little bit. Okay. And you see a couple crates. You're about to go into one of them, but then another one catches your eye and you realize it has some very similar iconography and writing to what you saw on that longbow. Okay. And and you, you walk over to it. 
there's no holes or anything on the bottom, but there is kind of a knot hole in the wood a couple feet up. Okay. So you scramble up the side as a rat, no problem there. And you stick your head in. You can't really see what's in there. Right. But you're almost overwhelmed with a sense of stagnant water. That that smell of salt water that's dried. So, so, so whatever in there was soaked in salt water and, and kind of dried out. So it's that musty aroma. Okay. Any other boxes that you look into, they have a similar scent. Mm-hmm. Uh, ev- everything smells just damp and dank, like it was soaked in seawater. Some of the other boxes or barrels or crates that you can actually get a little bit of a glimpse into, some of them you see cloth piles of cloth. Uh, In some of them, you see what looks like scraps of metal. They might have been weapons at one point. They might have been tools, but everything is really rusty and deformed. Uh, In in another one, you see what looks like scrolls or books, but they're they're very badly damaged. Because it's almost like they're reclaiming things from some sort of Maybe past civilization or 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 failed colony or something. That's certainly a guess. Yeah. So with you and with you investigating that, let's switch back to Dane on the rooftop. Why are we whispering? The hand at your ankle actually starts to pull on you to try to pull you down. But of course, it can't really get a good purchase on you. But it's yanking at you very directly trying to get you to lay down and you just hear a very fierce whisper you're gonna ruin the trap get down all right i uh, get down i i have enough tact not to get funky as i get down i also don't get up to get down i i just get down and uh and then i i whisper into the pile of rags with the dwarf arm sticking out of it what's the trap for the tarp pulls back a little bit and you see a very familiar dwarven face. It is Captain Chimer, and she's glaring at you as fiercely as she possibly can. Uh, Dane withers under her stare. She's one of those few people who can cut right through him to his soft, squishy core. We're trying to trap them. They're about to come ashore. If you ruin this, you'll probably kill us all. I'll be good. She looks at you and shakes her head. Well, you are pretty good with a bow. Take a shot when you have it. I I quick draw my bow off my back and wink at her. Then uh, scuffle for a better hiding spot on the roof. And just as this is happening... This is when you all hear a giant smash of wood and water. And uh, this is what happened to Arami a few minutes ago. This is all happening simultaneously. This smash is actually echoed by five or six other similar smashes all through Warhammer Bay. Cutting over to Arami, as you are seeing this giant tentacle thing, you hear these other smashes and breaking. You you feel more than see this surge of something large coming out of the water in front of you. 
and you hear the other docks around you all being smashed through with these giant tentacles. Uh, suddenly, Army, from your perspective, in front of you, you are looking towards land, towards the warehouses. You see a flare of light, and actually from the top of all of the warehouses, you see motion, and the the bright light against the dark night sky of fire. Dane, from where you are standing, all of the piles of tarps around you explode up. The firebrands all stand to their feet, and very true to their name, their weapons are all aflame, and they are firing flaming arrows at these massive shapes. Now that there is light from the torches, you can easily see that what is in the bay is something you've flat out never seen before. It is a a massive, large, bulbous shape. It is taller than the buildings you are in by at least twice the height. You see a weird, sickly, mottled skin. You can't really see exactly the shape or the shade because you've got this weird, almost strobe light effect of flaming arrows lighting and firing towards this thing that are then kind of extinguishing as they hit the flesh. So no one can really see what's going on. You guys are all really confused. This large, massive shape takes up pretty much the entire bay of Warhammer Bay. And you see these thick, fleshy, disgusting, sucker-covered tentacles smashing all the docks, smashing the ships that were in the bay. Army, you are standing in the middle of this. This is all happening in front of you. However, you've got kind of a calm sense about you. You're looking at this very analytically. You're not reacting emotionally. You're not afraid. You're just tactically looking at, okay, here's a thing that's happening. What is best for me to do? And you realize that as you are thinking these thoughts, you have your hammer in your hand. You were spinning it before, just kind of absently turning it back and forth. You're gripping it now tightly, comfortably, but tightly as if you're ready for battle. You look down and Kovar's face is facing you. And it's glowing like it was before. And and you've got this sense of calm and direction as Kovar looks back at you. In the warehouse, Cassander, you also feel the impacts of what's going on. You don't see any of this, but all of the guards that are around you immediately exclaim and react and then kind of hunker down. The firebrands that are... Uh, by the main door that you walked past initially, all are are hissing at them to be quiet. They have not moved to attack. They are waiting. Hmm. Uh, Dane, as you are on the roof of these buildings, you're seeing all the firebrands crying out their battle cries. You hear them uttering prayers to Invar and Kovar as they are using their magic to, to inflame their weapons and attack you start to see that 
the big bulbous shape in front of you is actually cracking open as if it was seamed. So this big giant bulbous rubbery thing is starting to separate and pull apart. You see the flaming arrows still striking it. And uh, as they sink into the flesh, you see a flash of a fire ignite the flesh around the arrow strike, but it, uh, it dies out a minute later. And you see that same dark ichor that you guys saw when you were fighting on the other beach just seeping out and splashing down into the water. And you're not sure because there's a lot of chaos happening, but you think you hear a little bit of a hiss of acid or heat as this ichor hits the water. Uh, But your attention is drawn back to this seam that is ripping apart, and you hear this disgusting, disgusting sound it's like flesh and bone is ripping and breaking and and as this seam continues to rip apart on this giant bulbous thing you see movement inside inside the giant bulbous thing yep and a minute later this boiling surge of emotion comes out of this bulbous thing and you see you can't even count dozens scores of small wriggling writhing things pouring down the outside of this shape and actually moving down the tentacles moving towards the island Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize, but we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus 
at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.